Alright everybody, welcome back to Bomb by Numbers. It's nice to have you here with us today as we uh, start our second of three episodes looking at a What If Bond board games. Last time out, it was uh, BBN Dicefire. That was my original idea for a tabletop experience. And today we're moving over to Double O Taylor's realm and he's going to present his game for us. My name is Scott Powell. Thank you very much for uh, coming on board. I'm joined as always by Joshua Taylor and Jeff Chapman. We are your Bond by Numbers hosts and uh, I for one am really happy to be here. I can take a back seat and just listen and ask questions as mm. Donald Taylor takes over. Yeah, indeed. I hope you guys like the idea that I came up with. I hope uh, the, the listeners uh, like the idea that I came up with. Um, I, was tr- I tried many things to see if I could make this game into the game that I initially envisioned and then I sort of came to the the cold wind of logic realization of what I can do so that's sort of what we have here today and I think actually it works a lot better but it does allow for possible expansion in the future if I were to go forward with this with with the course with the copyright approval and all that sort of stuff Oh, that's easy to get. Jeff's on that. That's his. Sure. That's his oh, yeah. So, yeah. He's got to so, do all the legal work. So, so easy. So, so easy. <laughs> I mean, that guy, Kevin McClory, had an easy time, right? Yeah. Easy, easy peasy. It's been just a, a couple yeah. of weeks since our last episode. So usually we got a larger space and time between our recordings just because of the way our worlds all kind of orbit in different spheres. But why, why don't we bypass the preamble, bypass the world of Bond chat we usually offer. We know there's stuff out there with, uh, you know, with like, oh, the list of who's next and Barbara Broccoli downplaying it and all of that stuff. But what do you think? We just get straight to uh, sure. our I do. I do. Game. I'm embarrassed that I, obviously this, this individual within the Bond universe, I'm being a big fan and I skipped over this step. Um, uh, the, or at least uh, mentioning uh, this this birthday was uh, Carrie Lowell, who Pam um, uh, actually j- just recently had a birthday. Uh, Pam, uh, Pam Bouvier. She uh, is uh, 62 years young, and uh, so I just want to have a nice shout out to uh, to Carrie Lowell and uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well within your reach, too. <laughs> yes. Well within your reach. Absolutely. So happy birthday, Pam, Carrie Lowell. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pam. Happy birthday. Yeah, we hope that um, we hope you've learned to live no. without Dalton's bond because he didn't really treat you very well. So mm-hmm. hopefully you're you're onto greener pastures there, kids. <laughs> Good. I, I was I was going to mention that uh, at the very end, but Jeff got it as I assumed he would. So there we go. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Double O Taylor, it's all about you today, my friend. It's you. Your what if? The second of three. So stage is lit. Talk to us about your tabletop bond idea. Sure. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, being prepared to listen to my idea that I'm about to present to you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big assumption. It, it is. Well, I'm assuming that you're listening, anyways. I Lock see your. Me. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. I see that. All right. I guess really, we just got to get down to brass tacks. So. The board game concept that I came up with is an adaptation of Thunderball. I might have to say that without Bert. Without Bert. Cool. So hold, hold on a second here. Do you have the bends? Try again. Being Try underwater again. for so long? It's the coffee. And... Uh, and I need some water. 
It's the bubbles. That's right. It's the bubbles in the bloodstream. Yeah. Is that part of the game? Oh, no, yeah, but if you recall the scene with the bubbles in Thunderball, yeah, yeah right. I, I wish, but anyway. Mm. Mm. Well, it is what oh, if. I mean, yeah, it is a what if scenario, one hundred percent. But as I said in the last episode, this one seems more tangible than the other what ifs. Because we can at least cre- we could create these in our own home without like public exhibition if we, we wanted to, right? We can't host uh, mm-hmm. a James Bond film festival with like the other James Bond actors showing up and and villains and other characters who were long past dead. So that would that would not work out um, unless you know one of you is hiding. You know that they're a, a, a necromancer by trade. But sorry, I was I, 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 I don't know. I've been holding on to that for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Waiting for the right moment. Interesting. I'll say no more about that. All right. So BBN Games presents Thunderball. A vulture aircraft carrying two nuclear warheads has been hijacked. The terrorist organization Spectre has claimed responsibility for this theft. They're threatening to detonate the warheads on a major Western city unless their demands are met. Luckily for the world, MI6 agent James Bond, codenamed 007, has made a connection with the would-be pilot of the stolen aircraft a Francois Durval, who was murdered and replaced by an agent of Spectre. Durval had a sister, Domino Durval, and she is currently in NASA, New Providence Island, in the Bahama Islands. It's a long shot, but Bond is deployed to NASA with a crack team to pursue this lead. Bond makes contact with Domino. She is the mistress of Emilio Largo, who MI6 suspects of being an agent of Spectre. But Bond and his team need to handle this operation carefully to prevent nuclear Armageddon. Their mission is to pursue all avenues to locate the missing warheads. So that is the okay, story. So that's the premise. That's the that's, setup. That's the setup. So Thunderball, okay. uh, at least at this phase anyways, is a two-player only strategy slash action board game where either player chooses to play the roles of MI6 or Spectre. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all cool. The- I'll also be referring to MI6 as Team 007 every now and then when I'm describing the game. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So the best way to kind of uh, how the game uh, is played is just to go through the game components. We have one foldable game board map of pencil that's pencil drawn and colored beautifully, like eye popping uh, map of NASA New Providence Island and the surrounding waters circa 1965. So all of the art in this game is a lot like a lot of like board game adaptations of movies and TV shows where I I don't like the ones that are really cheap. It just gives you like photos of like just where they basically just like cut and paste photos from the movie or stills from the movie or something on there. Uh, a lot like sure. the uh, Alien board game or the Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game. All of the art on there is original and it's all like nice. interpretations of the characters. So it's good. it has that really kind of like comic okay. co- comic book kind of feel to it. But but with very yeah. realistic realistic renderings of the of, of the and characters. You know, just listening to you say that, I'm guessing you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna recruit Jacqueline, your sister, to help you with some of those illustrations. I'm surprised <laughs> that you haven't already got some artist rendering of uh, of your conception. Maybe that it's in the that, yeah. because she's she's the one. Yeah, my, uh, Josh's sister is an yeah. uh, animator and a very good animator. So I think that would be quite cool if we could see, uh, give your sister 20 bucks and see what she comes out. 20 bucks and a bottle of wine, see what she comes out of the room with at the end of it, you know? Yeah, I don't know about 20 bucks, but still. It's, it's, or who? <laughs> 20 bucks is nothing not. in Canada anymore, is it? Like it's No, it's, it's, it's really, it's really like, not. It's not even like... It's like $5 home. Like it's, now. Is the, uh, 20 is going to be $5. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how many 20s will you have? It's not about the 20. It's about how many 20s. Anyway, sorry. So, so, so basically, yeah. So you have a, it's a foldable open map of a really colorful, like eye popping with like uh, of, of, of uh, NASA New Providence Island. Now the game map is marked with 18 player locations. So uh, if Jeff is Jeff's seen the Buffy board game and you know how it shows like the map of Sunnydale, but it doesn't can't go to yeah. every location in Sunnydale. You only go to the ones that they have that, that right. you can go to as playable spaces. So NASA is going to have like I would say up to eighteen at the at the most like locations in which you that that are playable spaces on the board. So I'll have like one one hexagonal game quadrant location on uh, Paradise Island, one on the you know one at Palmyra, one and so on and so forth, right? So the game app's marked with up to 18 player locations. I'll say 18 for now, just in terms of the design of the game and how it's going. Uh, each location from the film and additional ones of actual locations in NASA. And it'll be researched so that it's, it'll have like a 1965s look to it. It'll be kind of like probably like okay. three, three-dimensional-ish when, when, when you look at the board. Like it's, it's, it's going to be a slightly kind of like, uh, I guess, an abstract cartoon or comic book version of what of what we saw in the film essentially um and how it's going to be drawn uh, will you will you be drawing on the fleming text as well because if you do you could always use like the tobacco Ooh. shop right or the tobacconist where domino went to get the players cigarettes and stuff like that you could do stuff like that yeah that was the last thing i was thinking of like of, of instead of using like a, a you know random locations in nasa that really had nothing to do with the movie i can still use stuff that was used in the fleming novel as well as kind of a nod to, to yeah. you know the original source material that's so right. that's a good yeah. idea i'm penciling yeah. that in right now scribble 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 percent profit coming to me oh 100 percent i'm now, penciling you, stuff in as well yeah you're already uh competing contributing to my kickstarter right so that means you're, you're going to get the special package with the the with like the pewter medal with the pewter figurines and stuff like that you're going to get that special edition so. absolutely you got it so then we have two player map uh two player mats which are like these like cardboard like uh bases that basically are if you see any kind of euro board game or any kind of board game these days that are, that are somewhat convoluted they have like these mats for the players in which they can put their tokens on it gives them instructions on what they okay. can do all that sort of stuff right is it right right so one end of, so basically on one end of the table you have so the person playing mi6 and at the other end of the table you have the person playing specter gotcha that, okay that's how it, right. that's how that's how it goes um, understood okay yeah and, so, two, uh, so just for the uninitiated for the uninitiated yeah. josh the uh, the player mats are essentially like placemats where people put their stuff exactly they're tokens yeah they're game tokens and yeah whatnot. tokens and collectibles or whatever else they get along the way Crofts exactly and whatnot exactly and it, and it includes like crucial like game information like of what they can do and during a turn all that sort of stuff is included right on there for them all right Cool. Uh, okay. There, all right. So there's two player mats, one for MI6. And basically, when you look at the mat, it's going to be Pinder's warehouse from Thunderball. So that kind of like oh, cool. boat, that, that boat warehouse where like they have like the radio and Q is given yeah. the devices and yeah. Paulo and Paulo is <laughs> that's awesome. the radio. That's there. Um, I was thinking of using Bond's hotel room and Thunderball, but I just thought in terms of gameplay, uh, it's a meeting uh, play for everyone. Yeah, I think he chose right. You know what yeah. I mean? That's cool. Yeah. I think you chose right as well. Yeah, mm. uh, and then of course there's one for Spectre, and the game and the game map for Spectre uh, is the um, is, bas- is basically going to be like the Disco Volante essentially. So nice. and then and so you're going to have like all of the same tokens. 
So basically, MI6's mm -hmm. support tokens are placed here when not in play with weapon tokens. Uh, sorry, when not in play, along with like um, other game tokens. The mat also contains mm -hmm. built-in game instructions for Q Branch. Spectre has its own as well. Um, it's structured game instructions and where they keep their tokens. All that's on there as well. Okay, okay cool. All right. So three medallion. By medallions, I mean like circle, cardboard, circle cutouts, kind of. They're called medallion, mm -hmm. medallion pieces. Uh, three medallion MI6 support tokens. Uh, so that, and each one of them has a rendering of Bond, Felix Leiter, and Paula Kaplan. There you go, Jeff. Thank mm -hmm. you, sir. Yeah. So these are pieces that you use that you can use in the game to pl to, to to play and move around with. Yeah. While you're trying to find out where the where the warheads are while you're playing the game against the Spectre. So those are your game pieces. What you say? Es essentially, essentially, yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. But but Bond is the critical piece there. But uh, we'll get to mm -hmm. that. So there's going to be four individual Spectre henchman medallion tokens. Uh, so there's Fiona Volpe. Vargas, Gianni, and Keist. So those are the those are probably the most notable Spectre agents in that part of the, in that sequence of Thunderball. I don't count Count Lippy because he's dead. So and that was That's in right. England. So yeah. no count. So no Count Lippy. And Fiona took care of him, as we know. Um, she did. Yeah, yeah. So so there's Fiona Volpe. Obviously, uh, there's Vargas. Uh, you know the the, uh, the 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 near mute sadist, essentially. Uh, then you have Yanni, who was just kind of like that henchman that was just like hung around Vargas all the time. And then you have Keist, who was like the guy that was like surveillance spying on, on people, if you recall. So those are the, and the guy gets thrown to the sharks at Palmyra as well. So those are the four henchman tokens. Then we have one event deck, which is 48 cards. Each card describes an event, good or bad, that changes the gameplay and how, how and for how long. Indicating instructions for both MI6 and Spectre players. So I'm referring more to modifiers to combat roles. I'll get to that because there is okay. a combat part of the game. All I mean, right. You can't have a James Bond game without combat. You know what I mean? That's right. So, so some of those event be... cards will be advantageous to Spectre and some will be advantageous to MI6 or are they just base neutral? Like, And both teams have to They're... react. Well, the event deck is... Yeah, so the event deck is always pulled by the MI6 player. Uh, but there's constructions for that. There might be instructions on there for Spectre or a, a, or both, okay, or, I see. or, or, or yeah. for one only, because these uh, pieces, sorry, these uh, event cards, including the Spectre and uh, and, and MI6 instruction, it also features the location of the first Intel clue for the MI6 player, of which is where the James Bond player token starts the game when the MI6 player pulls a top card from the deck and then lays it face face up. It is it is pulled again at the start of the next turn, and when an MI6 player slash support token, Bond, Felix, or Paula on a is on a location hexagon, searches that location for intel. So one of the actions that one of the, that the, uh, the support tokens that you can use, one of the things that they can do when you're controlling them is they can search. And the right. whole point is that is you're searching for intel, uh, because Intel will lead you eventually to the location of the warhead, which will then lead right. to the showdown cool. with Largo with cool. Largo and the Disco Volante. Because gotcha. another part of the map is kind of it just has just and just because I want to have it visually in there, just for the James Bond franchise, is essentially kind of a, an artist rendition of like the battle in Miami and so you know the big underwater fight. 
everything leads to that big showdown. But first, you have to get the intel and find the nukes to get to that moment in the game. Right. So there's a, there's a whole big combat cool. thing to look forward to, forward to at the end at the end of the game. No matter what, if you play MI6, Team MI6, and you get the nukes, you're, you're going to that showdown no matter what. Okay. Uh, but if you're playing as Spectre, however, you may not have to go to that showdown whatsoever. So stay oh. tuned. Okay. Now, another token is uh, the Doomsday Clock Counter. On the board, there is a Doomsday Track, and there's seven days. Li- there's seven days listed. So what happens is you start at day zero. Every two turns in the game is one day. If you reach seven days. Uh, and you have not located the nukes, Spectre, Team Spectre wins the game. Oh, wow. So realistically, this is a short game insofar as you only have seven turns to solve. So or this two, is like two. the Apocalypse okay. Track or whatever you want to call it, right? Like yes. Those games? It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's very... Something like that. Yeah, well, you, well, you played the Buffy one. Yeah, there's the Apocalypse mm-hmm. track. There's no wound. Yeah, but this it's more also too like there's like a other track. Uh, other games have these trackers like. It, I, yeah, I, I mean, I say like Apocalypse that. track, but it's similar. Yeah. To, okay, I understand. There's nuclear nuclear Armageddon track. Oh, like makes, this, well, yeah. <laughs> the, like like the like the Doomsday Clock counter is literally like a, a yeah. mushroom cloud. Is a mushroom cloud. So nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can see that that the MI6 players are in a race against time. Mm-hmm. And all the Spectre play people have to do is either kill all the MI6 characters on the board or just bond in general uh, to win the game or at least hold them off long enough so that they get to the day seven, they get to day seven. And then A, Spectre gets its money and then they blow the nukes in Miami Harbor. So there you go. Right. How much money? One million dollars? Sorry. One million dollars. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a lot in 1965. Exactly. It's exactly. a lot now. Who are you kidding? Yeah. Wow. It's not a lot to people who so, have money, but I mean, it's a yes. lot to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah. So next we have three dossier tokens. Uh, they're basically a little, like, like they're little uh, dossiers. Like, it's a bit, like little, you know, because that's the intel. Folders. So these Manila are laid folders. down. Manila, Manila folders. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Much appreciated. These are laid down on the location hexagon to indicate the intel has been found and remains there until the end of the game. Very cool. So, I like that. Like a little little marker of you don't need to go back here because we've already taken the clues that we need. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then there are 10 Spectre Octopus Medallion Tokens. Uh, Can you bring them as- after reading? Sorry, I just want to ask about the <laughs> folders. Can you do that? Is well, that- as as well as as soon as you get, I'll get to that. But as soon as you get the um, the token, uh, as soon as you get the token, the other player gives you one of the of the clue cards. Uh, okay, and, and then that, and that goes into your own little dossier. So Ooh, each player has like cool. is like uh, so there's like a little section on the mat where is like where you have your dossier, your, your right. Manila your mini Manila folder, and then you put the cards in there. Uh, for each piece of intel that you have, right? It's just kind of like a visual reminder of that. Um, so yeah, so then there's 10 Spectre. I might have more than that. I have to think of game balance, but basically there's Spectre Octopus Medallion Tokens, each mm-hmm. representing a Spectre operative, a minion, if you will, to be deployed only after the Keys token has been placed on the board. Um, tw- so... Because Keist is fi- is the one who does the reconnaissance. He finds where Bond is, and that's when you that's when you can deploy the uh, the other Spectre agents, right? Spectre icon. So, oh, okay, yeah, Spectre, yeah, the Spectre, the Spectre tokens, yeah. 
So I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it was perfect. A little tiny medallion token. It has like the Spectre octopus, the Spectre ring or whatever. I thought mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty cool. I like it. Um, then we have 12, we have a 12 card Q or Quartermaster deck for MI6 only with each mm-hmm. gadget offering special modifiers to combat to balance out against Spectre. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. So I, I, I wanted okay. to state the premise that like, uh, because Spectre has so many uh, players to use in the game, it balances out for the MI6 players uh, because they're kind of like, they're, there's only five. They're the ones they're up against it, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, totally exactly. makes sense. Like, like they've got seven turns. Spectre doesn't need to do anything but preserve exactly. and hold and chase Bond down, right? That's all they yeah. got to do. I, yeah. I, I, so exactly. They need modifiers. <laughs> they yeah, that's right. Bond needs modifiers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 12 card Q deck. So, so the Quartermaster deck is for MI6 only. Mm-hmm. It's basically with each gadget device offering special modifiers to combat to balance out against Spectre. And will the event deck encourage the player or instruct the player to take from that quartermaster deck, or do do you just draw at the at the beginning of every round? When will those cards be actually used in the gameplay? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so so you can basically have two card up to three cards in your hand. No, sorry. Okay. No, actually, no. You can have up, you can have up to two cards in your hand, uh, and you can okay. pull from the uh, at the in, in your turn. You can pull from the from the quartermaster deck whenever you want to. But okay. you have to go. You have to go back to Pinder's warehouse because that's where Q is, and that's where you can only. That's the only time where you can get them. Okay. So you have to move your oh. at least one player piece back there to get it. It's kind right. of like in, it's kind of like in the okay. in Jeff, like in the Buffy board game. Yeah. How like and, yeah. you can only you can only get like tomes at the Sunnydale Library, or or right. you can only get like ma- like magic uh, at the magic shop. Right, so magic, or like Mario yeah, Three, be- where you have to go to Toad's house in order to spin the cards. Exactly, oh, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna bring it down to my level, guys. I gotta bring this down to my. No, level. that's good, man. No, no worries, no, no worries, no worries. No worries. Um, so, is there any dice play in terms of moving? Oh, uh, so dice play is not involved in moving for a game for you it's know for just for you, the sake of, of simplicity you can you move just, anywhere seven you want. turns yeah you just choose where you want to go i guess seven would be kind of restrictive yeah. if you kept rolling ones fucking <laughs> nukes go off and yeah. you never had a chance to yeah. do anything <laughs> yeah ex- <laughs> ex- stupid, stupid exactly like yeah. it's assumed that you have like easily easy mobility right both the good guys and the bad guys have easy mobility around nasa so gotcha yeah so, yeah, so we got the 12-card Q deck. Each has a gadget offering special modifiers to combat to balance out against Spectre. Mm-hmm. So, say if you have Felix Leiter and he's at the casino. He's, he's at, like, the uh, Waterfront Casino place. And then you have Bond, who's, like, out it's at, the, at the hotel. And the Spectre agent's coming after Bond at the hotel. Uh, if Bond has in his hand, uh, like, for example... Uh, one of the gadgets or what have you he can use that to his to his advantage in if he has one of the gadget cards and one of the cue cards in his hand he can use that to advantage in that in that situation um if, he's, if if a, if another player comes on location with bond then that also adds modifiers to his dice to his combat dice right. as well okay so, well if there's an ally it it the yeah ally, if you're in the same spot there are okay there are benefits like okay, okay. exactly exactly but the thing is, though, is that like the bond. If Bond dies now, Bond has, I think, like uh, he has like a plus two a, a modifier. I believe I, I use this simply because in all combat fights, just because he's trained in combat, 
and it's also is easy to it's it, it's it keeps him alive because i think the caveat that i have where if bond dies you lose the game i think that's fair in terms of like the situation i mean maybe so Paula and Felix, Paula, like Felix minus Slater five could because do... they're idiots no, I'm, just yeah. Sorry, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> well, I, I would say if, it's, if if there's an investigation for seven days and Bond is killed and he still hasn't found anything, you know, Emma's going to be like, well, that's a scrap. Let's go check Canada and see how they're doing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. So yeah. I just think in, <laughs> yeah, in, the, game, in the game rules, in the story of the game world, mm-hmm. I think that that makes sense. And that's yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just one of those game modifiers you have to put in there to kind of make it work. But yeah. 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 So, yeah. So the next thing here. So so let's just get the idea of like how the game starts, uh, how it proceeds. So the Spectre player is the first action of the game. They draw three cards from the Intel deck. Now, remember, I said that each card has the name of a location, has a location on it. um, And it has also instructions for Spectre and uh, for um, MI6. Uh, So what happens is that the Spectre agent reads to himself the, lo- the location section of each card, and then he places them in the mini card, in the mini manila folder, and places it on his, on, on his mat, all right? So he knows where the three pieces of intel is in the game, kind of like Clue, he kn- but, he, but he knows right. where they are, okay? Cool. So, so the Spectre player is now aware of what three locations hold the intel MI6 is looking for. As I said, if you get the, if you get the three pieces of intel, that means that you can you are it leads you to the the location of the warheads, and which of course leads to the final uh, phase of the game, which is the for MI six anyways, which is the showdown in Miami Harbor. All right. So if the the person who's playing a Spectre knows this, is there do they have any type of is there any type of strategy to, like, get the the bot or the MI six player like away from there? Like, is there any countermeasure? There any kind of yeah. or any countermeasure that they could kind of be like get them away from there? Like, with, I don't know. Is there any kind of option to do that? Or I'm just curious. I just thought of that. So, is there anything like kill Bond or the other? Eight- Either okay. the Bond, Paula, or okay, Felix I guess, token. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's a bit simplified <laughs> on the spec on the Spectre end of what they do. Oh, like they don't they're they're not really doing this. They don't have like the search option, for example, like in in terms mm-hmm. of stuff. But okay, yeah. But that says that's it, right? You're basically you're trying to, or yeah, exactly. Like you're holding them off, or you're preventing them. You're putting them in firefights or combat situations wherein you can't, uh, you know, you're preventing them from reaching these intel's. They have three intels to reach, yeah. and they have fourteen turns uh, to prevent uh, MI6 from finding, from getting that third piece of intel. Yeah. Okay. The MI6 player then draws from the intel deck, and the location section gives him the location of his first lead, and the lo- and that's the location where he places the James Bond player token. So when you pull the top deck, you pull the top card of the deck, and it says, for example. Uh, the beach. Let's just say it says it says the beach. So yeah, then that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then what you do is you take the James, you take your James Bond player token and then you place it right there at that location. No, that may oh, not right, that, cool. that could okay. be the, that could that could be that could be the location that was chosen is it by cable the beach? agent. Maybe. Is it I'm not sure. Is it cable? I am not sure. Sorry. 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that because it, it brings a bit of like Carmen Sandiego into the game too, you know? Yeah, a little bit of yeah. going from location to location and, and kind of securing, well, you know there's no lead at that place, so I'll go to a different one, you know? So I, I just I also have a question. So are can the MI six agents Oh sorry, there's all, oh sorry. I mean you can't I was going to say because it's only two people, so it's not. It would be an NPC, I guess. If you have, uh, you, you're not. Yeah, really but you, you you control them though. You control them as like. You oh, can, okay, okay, you, okay. You can okay. you control them right because yeah. It, like in in the ideal, like if this was like a multiplayer game, uh, it would be cooperative, and the the, play, the players for MI6 would be able to control individual characters, like character cards, and they could do different things during the turn. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like. Goal. Could you sort of like tell Paula like it's over mm-hmm. there, you know, like mm-hmm. you know with the radio? Yeah. Well, that like, that hey. does seem like an easy adaptation, Josh. If you wanted to expand it out, like you know, an additional yes, version absolutely. or just like you know, version two point one, it could easily be collaborative, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, because the, the yeah, blueprint absolutely. is there. Yeah, like one of the blueprints I had was that like in a um, no matter what, like if you're playing one player, if you're playing a three player game. Two players are going to be MI6, oh, and one and one player yeah, is going to be Spectre. Uh, in a four-player game, uh, two players are uh, three players are going to be MI6, and one is going to be Spectre. In a five-player, it's four against yeah. one again. But in a six mm-hmm. in a six-player game, it will be uh, it'll be it'll basically be um, four against two. So so two players can can team up to play Spectre as in a six-player game. That was the basic game idea, anyways, and that could definitely work. You could basically and certain more cards, I suppose, in the decks that would allow, um, you know, more 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 usage uh, during the game, and and will be able to work with and different modifiers, different cards would work, you know, depending upon how many players are in the game. I've seen a lot of board games that are like that, where there's cards you take out of the deck if you're only playing like a two player game or a three player game, sure. and then and if yep. you're playing all the players, and you put those cards back into the deck, uh, like mm-hmm. like terraforming Mars had had that, uh, for example. So, you know, that is definitely uh, something that can be done. For, for the sake of simplicity, I, went, I'm just, I guess I'm presenting the two-player version of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be kind of like, you know, like in a box, like I would say, I don't know, like roughly the size, not a big box. The map's foldable when you pull it out. You got these really kind of nice, like these cardboard icons, nothing really bulky or anything. It's one of the things where you can just like put it out on a table, get the tokens ready, and then you have like, a, a, just like two decks of cards inside there and the, and the tokens and the die and then that's all you need and then you're done and you close it up and then that's it you you know what i mean mm. it's uh yeah it's been, i can it's visualize that quick, it's meant for a quick play you know like you grab a beer with your buddy you sit down you know just like talk shit while you're you know strategizing you know that's basically uh, the concept of it but it could be something much more you know uh complex and uh uh, really exciting and intriguing, and you could probably get a lot more politicking and and I guess uh, not politicking, but Polo-ticking. a lot of more a, a lot of a lot of more spycraft. <laughs> yeah, that's your field, Jeff. Uh, but it, but but anyways, uh, politicking, po- politicking, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, there could be like a more spy uh, employ more spycraft, more intrigue into the storyline. I was thinking even like in there would be kind of like almost like a mission deck where that would have certain objectives that you have to do instead of just like, you know, basically just going to one location and find and trust, see if the clue is there, see if the piece of Intel is there and then fight and then, you know, and then fend off the bad guys or Spectre simply just coming down on bond. Like maybe I want make, I want to find a way maybe to make Spectre in the multiplayer games, uh, be able to do more than just like go after bond, 
maybe the, it's like making a bit of game of cat and mouse. So the mm. one element I've, I've added is that uh, Bond is deployed to a location in the first round or any other players are put to a location. The only time that Spectre will know that they're there is if they attempt a search or any kind of action at oh. that location. So the That's game good. could be very, the game could, the game could be very neutral because, because mm-hmm. Spe- Spectre has Intel that somewhere there could, there is MI6 agents in NASA, right? So they can deploy like their, their places on the board, like where they, because they're kind of looking for the MI6 agents, right? But to them, until the an, an action is performed by an MI6 player token, by a character, whenever an action is performed, they're invisible until they do so. So I, I so that so that gives a bit of a breathing room un, until uh, the next turn or, or as the game proceeds as it goes. Um, so if you pull a look, if you get the beach, for example, and uh, you if you get Cable Beach and or Palmyra, and you deploy Bond. Uh, well, and you don't do anything, then you're not like, you know, you're not suspicious yeah. or whatever. Well, maybe not yeah. Palmyra, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you're kind of suspicious there, but I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And that does, that does make sense in the practical world too, I reckon, you know, like undercover agents are undercover until such time as they're detected for something, right? Like that, that kind of follows, doesn't it? So yeah. is there like a like a, a special card? Like if you pick it up, like the game is instantly won. Like you just like, hey, call the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard arrives. Like happy day. <laughs> Go to jail free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you found the nukes. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's gonna be a, a little like kid was walking on, on on the beach, and <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Said, Daddy, yeah. there's something under the water that looks like a big shadow. <laughs> game over. <laughs> exactly. You got disappeared. Um, game over. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon Trail. <laughs> Oregon Trail, yeah. That came up an awful lot in our last episode, too, the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, never get, you'll never get rid of the That's Oregon right. Trail, man. It haunts us. It haunts you to the end it of time. Does. Just like dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the MI6 player draws from the Intel deck, and the location section on that card gives him the location of his first lead and the location to place his James Bond player token. So he goes there to that location. Um the event instructions are ignored this time around. So anything that ha- any any instructions on there are ignored. It's just for the purposes of placing the player in the first place, you know, in the first location, which makes every game kind of different in that fashion, right? You start out at a different location. So then the MI6 player follows this uh, by placing the domino support token on the Disco Volante space on the game board. So there's a token for domino, uh, one domino medallion token, and that you put them on the Disco Volante space on the game board. Uh, Sorry, on the, not Disco Volante, on the Palmyra space on the game board. Uh, because there's sort of, like, Domino sort of acts as like sort of a double agent. Uh, I'll, get, I'll, 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 I'll get to that. So, but it, it's, it's a piece that's on the Palmyra part of the game board that's only used, that's only used by MI6. But it can only be used okay. at certain times. All right? I mean, it's just, and it's just there for visual representation. That's all. You can just assume that she's there, but it's just there for visual representation. Um, but mm-hmm. she can move. But she can move around if you. Uh, but I don't know why you would want to move it around unless you're, unless you can use her in the final fight as a modifier against Largo. Maybe I don't know. Mm, um, maybe. Well, yeah. maybe she's out buying smokes. You know, maybe that's what she does. Or like in the book, yeah, she's buying smokes and mm. having existential conversa- conversation about <laughs> commercials. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that would be a great card if you pull it up. You're like, uh, yeah, she, um, your character is having an existential conversation while smoking a cigarette. 
That's right. Yeah. Plus two. Uh, <laughs> Plus know. two to the merchant. Yeah. yeah. And like one of the event cards, for example, yeah. will be like the junk canoe uh, uh, used to avoid capture or something like that. You know, like yeah. the, the junk yeah. canoe card. Yeah. In, in, for, the, for the rest of the round. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Something like that. So the Doomsday token, the Mushroom Cloud counter, is placed on the seventh space of the Doomsday clock track. And uh, the, ver- the first turn is about to begin. So, sorry, on the, on the, zero, on the, day, on the, the zero space of the Doomsday cl- clock track. So you get one free day, basically, on there because of that. So okay. zero to seven. Uh, so the first turn is about to begin. Phases of a term. Uh, MI6 uh, uh, deployment, the deployment phase. Uh, they can deploy another field agent, uh, Paula or Felix, onto the board if they want to. Okay. Um, now, as I said, if they don't do anything at the location that they go to, uh, then they're not going to, um, you know, they're Get not the going intel. to have... Exactly. Spectre can deploy any of their 18 uh, agent tokens or, or, or less. I'm not sure I have. It's going to 12 or more. I'm not quite sure exactly what I'm going to do there. Um, or one of their executioners or, or henchmen, I should say, uh, Volpe, Var- Vargas, or Janny. All right. Um, so the first action, um, one or all of the MI. So, th- so the next round is, so, so basically deployment is the first phase. The next phase is the action phase. So one or all of MI, MI6 field agents on the board, Bond, Paula, or Felix can perform an action. And that's basically move, search, fight, slash, use weapon, or use proficiency. A proficiency is a special modifier that each character has that they can use in a turn. All right. Okay. Uh, one or all, and they'll be detailed in a way that fits, the, that fits their character in the Bond universe. Don't you worry about that. Uh, I feel like I think I have for Felix Leiter, for example, is that he can, he can, he can uh, well, no, he can deploy <laughs> like helicopter and naval sir, and, 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 naval, and the Coast Guard. Okay. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah, uh, but like plus one to all like intelligence or searches or something like that, you know. Um, one or all Spectre agents can be ordered to move or fight used weapons. So the Spectre medallion pieces, the, the agents, they can only move or fight or use weapons. All right. That, that, that's all they can do. They can't, they're not, they're not game rules. They don't search or anything like that. They just mm-hmm. move and, and, yeah. and fight. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what yeah. they do. That made sense um, when you did go through that. Yeah, that, that did make sense to me. Yeah, so that's that clear sense. enough. Oh, okay. Uh, the only difference is, is that if you run up against one of the henchmen, the henchmen have their proficiencies. So Fiona Volpe has her proficiency. Uh, Vargas Driving has their proficiency. Fast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Paula's proficiency uh, so, so, is bikini plus two. <laughs> uh, move. Just describing each one of the actions that each uh, character piece that each player piece can do for MI6 or for the henchmen. So, or mostly just for MI6, anyways. So, the MI6 characters, they can move. So, character token can move up to, can move to any hexagonal location place on the board. Uh, they can search. A character token can search for intel at a location. If a character is at a new location and hasn't searched that location, they are not seen by Spectre. Okay, so I ha- I have basically um, a search token or some kind that indicates that just to mark the fact that that place has been searched or something like that. 
Right. So yeah. yeah. Is it are you gonna have is it gonna be like a picture of like a hair on a doorknob kind of thing, if you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll i hasn't been searched, has been searched. Yeah. Has been searched, yeah. Absolutely. It'll be like a it'll be like a token, but like the token's really like a picture of like a <laughs> like a hair across like a door. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you can this? flip it over, and then you're like, oh, the door's open. So the other side of the token is the door that's open. You're like, mm. Nice. You're welcome. Good call. I like you're it. You're welcome. Yep. 25% <laughs> for Jeff in the, uh, in the Kickstarter. Oh, 25. Nice. That's, that's ridiculous. Oh, that's his shit. first idea. I've given you three. How many $20 to... bills is that? Oh, wow. It's more than I'm making, that's for sure. His, his was the best yeah. idea, Scott. His was the best okay, idea. Okay, fine. Ooh. That's fine. Yeah. See, when Dice Fire goes to billions of sales, you guys are getting nothing. You're getting yeah. nothing. Hey, I'm just brainstorming here, man. <laughs> and getting paid for it. I didn't know that we were on the... Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so, for the fight slash use weapons um, action, a player token can combat another player token in the same space. Uh, include Spectre Agent tokens. <clears throat> So a henchman token can, as long as you're in the same space, they can attack. Um, now, cool. The, and, cool. now the thing is, when you when you fight, essentially in combat, you can either stun or kill your opponents. Stun is meant okay. to capture. Kill is just to get mm-hmm. them get them off the board. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's more useful to stun or or kill a hench a henchwoman a henchman for a different reason for different reasons uh, in the in the game. Um, so. Use proficiency is the, the final action you can perform if you wish to. Um, any any special proficiencies or gadgets from the Q deck can be used as a modifier in combat. So okay, so you can so you combine gotcha. any proficiencies you have on that on the player card with that with any gadgets you might have in in, in your hand in in the Q deck at that time. All right. Okay. Uh, combat. So modifiers from Intel deck and the Q deck can be used to help combat die. Uh, can, can help combat die roll against the other player. Only MI6 players can utilize the Q deck as it is balanced about by the Spectre player able to use both henchman operatives and Spectre agent tokens against the player. And the fact mm-hmm. that James Bond is, you do not want him to be killed. So, Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Spectre, all its agents are expendable. So. Yeah. Also, uh, so there's, makes sense. There, there is two combat die. One blue with yellow dots for MI6 and one black with gray dots for Spectre. If MI6 player wins combat against Spectre and there are more than one Spectre operatives on there, it is considered one is considered captured and reveals the location of the first piece of intel. Uh, so, for example, if you're at a location and you do it and you do the search thing and you're at one of the locations uh, that the other that the Spectre player has in that in his dossier, then that player has to give you that card in the dossier. And then you put the the uh, intel token on the board. So then you have one mm-hmm. piece of intel, two more to go, uh, t- you know, to the final objective to find the the uh, nuclear warheads. Good. Um, for the weapons, like if for weapon or like items, have you thought? Uh, is it is it going to be like you know Walter PPKs? Like um, like are you going to have like uh, like spear gun? Yeah. Like knife gun? Yeah. Yeah. Blow gun. Uh, yeah. Like. On the information cards for each of the of the tokens, there's a listed like they, they come with their with their own equipment with their own like basic weaponry uh, on there. So mm-hmm. then you can use those to add modifiers to combat and whatnot. So for example, okay. you don't have to use a knife against against like a specter agent. Uh, you can instead, for example, uh, knock them out and capture them, and then oh, you can. So that- 
check for intel okay. through that okay. way. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. An intel token can also be obtained if a Spectre henchman is captured, as I said, uh, not killed. Oh. If the bond token is, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what happens is that if um, if you capture a operative, like one of the Spectre, like small operatives, then they give you the lo- they give you um, they give you the name of one of the locations on there. Okay? okay, but you still haven't got the intel yet. You just got the location. But if you defeat a Spectre henchman, you automatically get one piece of intel, no matter what. So, if you do that, does do all the um, MI six agents know the location then? Is that how does that work? Well, I mean, you're controlling all three of them, no matter. Yeah, what, you control right? them all anyway. So, uh, I guess shared you're... knowledge, yeah, shared knowledge. It's shared knowledge. It's shared knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. But if it was a multiplayer uh, game, you would know it all, right? Everybody would know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the caveat is that so if Bond, if as, as I mentioned, if the Bond token is killed in combat, the game is lost. But Bond has special modifiers already on his card so that can keep that keeps him strong that keeps him alive in the game as much as possible uh depending upon how many you know specter agents are coming at him you know their goal is to kill bond and that's the thing right but bond has many ways of survive of of, of eluding capture of being killed uh you know he has support from other players from from the other two field agents paula and felix uh, so once all three intel tokens are seized and the location of the nukes is revealed, and then the final combat roll round goes out to the Miami Harbor side quadrant where Largo and all the remaining henchmen there are fought. And that includes all the modifiers you already have. And Felix later can have a special ability where he, you know, where his character can, you can, of course, he's, the Coast Guard is there and mm-hmm. all the divers and all, that, and all that sort of stuff, right? So a little, a little fun there. So I'll have like one token for like Nate for like uh, the frogmen or something like that, you know, just to show that that's going cool. on in the battle, just for the for the yeah, visual yeah. sake, you know what you know what I mean? And as I mentioned, yeah. every two turns equals a day on the Doomsday clock counter. If Spectre kills Bond or keeps Bond and his colleagues away from the nukes, then the demands are met, and Spectre detonates the warhead in Miami Harbor. Uh, the Domino token can be used once around uh, for personnel info, info from Largo and prevents the Spectre player from deploying any agents to an unoccupied location in that turn. Or, All right. or so. occupied or unoccupied location. So it's basically getting like a, a little bit of intel secretly passing through, you know what I mean? Okay, sure. Slipping, slipping through. And we, and, yeah, and we all know how Bond is doing that, obviously. <laughs> of course we do. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, so, he's saying yeah, please. So that's, ba- that's all he's doing. He's saying he's, please. Yeah, he's saying please, indeed. So yeah, that's basically the premise, of the, the, the basic design of the game. Uh, we have, you know, the game board with NASA map and the surrounding waters on there. Uh, this quadrant for the um, Miami showdown. Uh, then you have like quadrants and then you have mats for the MI6 and one for Spectre. Both teams have their own player characters that they can utilize. Um, the, the Bond team in particular uh, they get special benefits because Spectre has more character pieces that they, sorry, more player pieces that they can use against the other team. So you know it all balances out, and then you have like mm-hmm. the event cards uh, that are that are that are done every, you know, that are pulled every turn, which you know, a, a, which creates a different, fun, different situation going on with modifiers in the round. So you know, the junk canoe can happen, or for example, uh, <laughs> underwater sex will be a card. I don't know. It's just it's just having like all these all these different things. I have like <laughs> have modifiers to the round. So that's like you what, know, like, like minus seven stamina. 
Yeah, they'll be kind of like <laughs> sucking you know, like... sucking uh, the the spine yeah. sea urchin spines out of feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, you'll get to my teeth. Uh, yeah, there's that <laughs> ab- absolutely. Uh, torture by Vargas, you know, like all that sort of stuff. I'll have, all that will uh-huh. be included in the event deck, which I'll have like great, re- re- you know, references to Thunderball or yeah. even, even some stuff from, cool. from the Bond universe as well in there in, in general, just, mm-hmm. just to work it in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you can see how how I've actually made it work for a two-player game, but you can see how that can easily be stretched out into a multiplayer game with a lot of different complex yes. rules. So the idea ideal is to make a, a, one, a two to six-player game uh, in which one player, which you have the two sides playing off, off against each other. So if you think about, you know, the Spectre board game where every every character is Spectre, well, in this yeah. game, it's kind of like a bit, I guess, like a bit like Battleship, a bit like chess in a way. Mm-hmm. You are essentially mm-hmm. playing against another person or another team, at least. And then that dimension still continues onwards, even if you have more, if you have, you know, m- more than two players in the game. So adds different... Cool modes of play uh, the rule book will have like indi- indicators on like how the rules are different depending upon how many players you have and of course there will be different cards for uh to go into the event deck uh and the equipment and and, and the q deck in terms of what you can do in the game so yeah. let me ask you buddy something that we haven't talked about yet um and i know i'm sure our listeners are also wondering about jeff and i might have a little insight into this just because we we know you maybe uh, a bit better as a bond fan but just why why thunderball why why did this film and the world of the film lend itself to this was it just because of that geographical map space or was there something more you, did you like the idea of how you could bring in a countdown clock from the narrative into the gameplay uh because i'm sure lots of bond films could lend themselves to you know a, a map as such a foldable map but why thunderball why why was this the one for you i wanted to go retro i wanted to have a sean connery adaptation for a bond bond board game um, I was thinking of doing something similar for The Spy Who Loved Me in a multiplayer sense, but that was my other choice was The Spy Who Loved Me. But I went with Thunderball instead. Um, a, like, I don't know, like, I don't think it's the best of the Connery films. It's probably the third best, in my opinion. But I, I still enjoy watching it. Okay. And uh, I just, like, yeah. other than the Craig era, to me, it's one of the most, like, Mission Impossible-esque Bond stories because you have, like, this team in mm. NASA on a special objective. So that gives, you know, so in terms of a multiplayer game, it gives you character well, it cards, makes sense. yeah, because, that, yeah, that you can use. Characters actually made a difference, so you, and this would make sense where you could use them as as characters on the board. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's just idea, you know, like having like a retro look. And again, geographical, it's easily contained. You just have the island of NASA, and then that's it. And the majority of the movie Thunderball takes place at NASA, so th- so you don't feel like you're mm-hmm. leaving out, you know, like uh, sh- like Shrublands in England or the Air That's Force true, base. Yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. don't need to have to play that, you know, like to start the game no. in NASA, and that's really all you have to do, you know. So cool, cool. I like it. I think it's cool. It's self-contained and. It it can be played without knowledge of of the film as well. Realistically, it can be, can't it? Yes. As long as you that understand was... how to set up, yeah, the both sides. It, and it's, it's fine. smart because it, it, it would like anything. It's smart where you you would have to cater to a bunch of different audiences. Where you can cater to you know the the Bond fan that's old, that's young, the new Bond fan, people that just like board games want to try something new. Uh, yeah. And because if they played similar games like what we've been describing with the same kind of mechanics, mm-hmm. they can jump in and play it. Uh, and then obviously it's it's a bit more fun for people that enjoy the Bond universe 
really understand um, Thunderball and, 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 you know, obviously it's all gravy after that. <laughs> Incidentally. Yeah. So Josh, uh, up, up, oh, sorry, go ahead, buddy. As I was just saying, incidentally, when I was researching this game and how to or how to make this game, I I actually ordered in for like thirty seven dollars off Amazon the uh, the Alien uh, Fate of the Nostromo board game, and I I was wrong. Like I said, Fury Fury of Dracula was the board game in which you could where one player plays like a villain, uh, plays Dracula, and I thought mm-hmm. Nostromo had the same rules. The Alien game had the same rules, but it doesn't. The Alien is like a is like a, it's a player piece on the board. But it's used, you know, with the game AI against the play, the cooperative team of oh, players okay. in the in the game. In the game, cool. Uh, so oh, okay, uh, the game yeah. looks the game the game looks pretty awesome. I'm just looking at like the pieces and the and the map and, and the design of the game and stuff. It looks like a lot of fun though. Um, um, well, very interested. In, 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 sounds like yeah, uh, lot, Sounds like you guys got your next game night sorted. That that in Settlers of Catan, we have to get that one done. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, BBN Dice Fire is on the way. I'm just waiting for it to come back from the factory all packaged up, you know? You guys can yeah. give oh, that one a roll as well. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet. But, yeah, the geographical location yeah. played a big effect. But but what was really important, mm-hmm. and you mentioned this, Scott, is that I wanted to create a game, a board game that, yeah, it focused on the James Bond universe, but it doesn't overwhelm the non-James Bond fan. And yeah, I think yeah. the, the way that I set it up here in terms of, like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it introduces people to the James Bond world, uh, but it doesn't exclude them from it. It's what I'm trying to. Oh, that's, get out that's here. smart. Yeah, that's a good. You that's know, good. That's any very kind smart. Of board game or, or um, anything that would I think. I mean, if we're talking about uh, like a franchise, you want to if you want to bring people in, you, you got to make it accessible to everyone. So this could because what if this what if this board game who no one knows anything about Bond plays it? It's like man, I need to watch all the Bonds now. Yeah. Like, this will be yeah. The yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And which feature of your game, Josh, are you are you kind of most proud of? Like, because yeah, obviously what, all of us are working within content that is to a large extent created by others. Uh, so yes, we can do different things. We can innovate, but we can't always invent. But in terms of the gameplay or indeed the creation, what is it that you're you're most proud of in your your design? Hmm. I like the idea of uh, using like the the cooperative. Um, like engine that a lot of these cooperative games like pandemic Mm -hmm. uh, have, for example, but I like how that it's brought down to two players and that each individual player can have the fun. So a two player game can kind of have the fun of a multiplayer game because they're each using these different characters that they can use in the the game game world in the game. That is cool. Um, you cool. kind of have that feel of like a team mentality, even though it's you, but you still feel like you're like Mm -hmm. part of a bigger Mm -hmm. force. Going, doing the greater good or greater bad, depending on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that gives you more, you know, more game world involvement. Yeah. I also really like the idea of like of having like one part, one player giving these extra items, like de- like a, like a Q deck, for example, and uh, some special modifiers, and then having you know the other player given a lot more player pieces to use on the board, um, you know, just to balance things out. And I'm really, and I think the combat thing, I, it's going to be a dice thing based thing with modifiers. So I'm going to work that out, but I think that will play really well. Um, I, I'm very proud of, of, of the, uh, of the doomsday clock, uh, just because I think like yeah. every two turns is, is one day yeah. it puts an urgency into the proceedings and stuff. Like, yeah, you, know, you can have fun yeah. having to shoot at this plate. Like you, so you're not like forced just to have like shootouts all the time in the game. Like you got to kind of move as fast as you can. You got to you know? do stuff uh, and, it, upon and it does how, bring the game to an end. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Exactly. And like all games, like, you know, if this ever went, for example, to like a focus group and the things were tried out, then things were, and some things didn't work, then you make those changes and then you move to the next challenge, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think in terms of like the game world, I just like the idea of like having the player mats for the villains being like the Disco Volante and the ones for the <laughs> MI6 being Pinders. And it's all going to be all those lovely details like in the in the event intelligence deck that has that's going to show like all the James Bond universe Easter eggs will be built into there. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a of a of a, like a hand drawn colored with eye popping colors, you know, like uh, be- beautiful game board. It always, I always love when I get a board game and the, the game board and the game pieces are really well designed and rendered because when they're not, it's really disappointing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you want to have, would it be the same kind of style of, of the poster? Like, you know, the, the, the famous like Thunderball poster, would it be kind mm. of that style? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be basically like kind of those kind of, kind of drawings, you know, like, so like the player tokens, for example, or the henchman tokens or whatever, like you and the medallion, right. Right in the picture. I have like you'd have like Fiona Volpe there, right? And I was thinking like what picture would be good to use for for her for her token? And I, I had the one when she has like you know like mm-hmm. her hair up, or when her hair is all pu- puffed up or whatever, like when mm-hmm, she's in the mm-hmm. hotel room and has the yeah. famous like "I'm proud to be a villain" speech. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which is which is like Listen, one of her, guy, one of her I'm telling you. You got to get your sister yeah. doing your little sketch so we can get something up on the socials because people people want to see kind of what this design is. And I'm not saying go away and get Jacqueline to do the whole game board, but get her to yeah. do a little something with your title of your game on there, and we'll we'll stick it up for folks to enjoy because I'd like to see it. And it, I mean, you've got an in-house animator who can do this stuff for us. Um, I, I mean, a very a I, very I think busy silly if and you don't... work and, and swamped an uh, in-house animator. But yes, I. But like, get a picture. Get sand. a fucking picture. That big. That's all you need. Well, I'm sure she can, Scott. Like I'm sure she can. It's just my willingness to approach her and uh, <laughs> just she, get her the little a Scorpio timer and flip yeah, it over she, and get her to do a sketch. She is a Scorpio, like her grandmother, <laughs> and and uh, sometimes you don't want to incur her wrath, especially if you live with her. So there. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's why I said twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for ten minutes of her time. She can sketch beautifully sure. quickly. Yes. You can add your own color. She, send send me the black and white drawing, and I'll color the damn thing in myself. <laughs> do you want? Do, do, do you want me to film me asking her twenty dollars to do this art and see what her reaction is, and then post I it? Would, is that what you want to see? <laughs> I think our listeners would love to see that. I actually think they'd love to see that. And I would. I. I, I mean, Jeff, would you? I mean, I would like to see that. I don't know if I pay, but oh, it's, uh, I mean, I would watch. <laughs> I would watch. Uh, oh well look all jokes aside I think that's awesome yeah. and uh, very yeah, different to my idea so that's really cool we got yeah. two different concepts two very different ideas for gaming one um, of a world of the film and not an exclusive one and mine's much more like a kind of a welcome to the, the whole Bond world and also a challenge for and Jeff uh, we don't know what you got coming but you did mention that that's there's okay. going to be it's going to be some combat involved in that one as well absolutely Oh yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. But here's the big question. Do, do, do you guys want to play this game? That's what I want to know. Like you're right now you're my first oh, yeah. group. Yeah. Do you guys want to Absolutely, play this game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. Awesome. Absolutely. Once the artwork's team... done, I'm not touching it until your artwork's done. Well, oh, you know what? I'll be honest. I'll like I have to see how the, the Paula game piece looks and then Yeah. That's, that's once once we see the Paula game there. piece, we'll yeah. uh, Jeff will make a decision because there's lots riding on that. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's maybe well, that's where you should start with your artwork request. 
Yeah, I'll have a like. I, I guess her fatal card will be the chloroform event card. I suppose <laughs> it will or be. No, plot. Sad. no cyanide. No, it's not chloroform. Writing. It was, it was cyanide, right? She took a cyanide pill, didn't she? Yeah. I don't think she did. I don't think Paula died that way. Well, let's see. I do have like a two-hour piece of evidence that I could check. I suppose. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Paula Kaplan. Paula had been abducted and committed suicide before she could talk. Okay, you're right. Yeah, she she did. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's because when, she when, when, suicide when, 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 capsule. Well done. Yeah, because Bond breaks into Palmyra to get Paula because she gets taken from the hotel room by Fiona Volpe, right? Or Vargas or one of the guys. But but Fiona was there. And then what happens hmm. is that Bond breaks breaks into Palmyra to get her. He's like in his stealth like archer turtleneck thing or whatever. Yeah, Palmyra. <laughs> and then what happens is that uh, Bond he finds her and she's dead. But then there's a whole situation where uh, he gets into the shark tank, right? Into the shark pit. All right, I'm gonna have to watch that again. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna have to, to uh, build build that in there too, Palmyra. And one thing I was going to mention too is Palmyra is uh, where you can generate, uh, where the Star Trek player can generate um, their agents right from there as well on the game board. So cool! Oh, it's a spawning. So there's two. There's two spawning zones. There's Palmyra, <laughs> nice and then there's the Disco yeah. Disco Volante. I like that. So if That's one is, cool. if one is closer, they can deploy them closer to the um, board. Also, the game board is divided into four like uh, like very thin lines. And so if you're like in one, in terms of movement, if you're in one one of these four quadrants and the place you're going to is in like another quadrant, then it takes you at least one turn to get to that location. So okay. so that's the one bit of bit. Okay, bit so that's of, the uh, one thing that kind of limits your movements. Yeah, yes. that's good. You, exactly. you can't just jump all over the board. You do need well, to move to nearby territories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if your location is near Palmyra and there's agents there you you mm, can uh cool. the specter agents can deploy to where you are very very quickly so but might one of your event cards or like might might one of those cards enable you to modify speed or kind of like you know you get a yep, hydrofoil or something travel. and and you can pop quicker yep. to another nearby area or something exactly cool. or like another event card yeah. Hurricane. <laughs> yeah, hurricane. It's you a hurricane hotwire, um Fiona Volpe's blue Mustang and you get there like yeah, in, yeah, half the know, time. Whatever, yeah. That's cool. Exactly. There's a lot of mileage in that, man. And it's all about <laughs> oh, how... Oh, I see what you did there. A lot of yeah, mileage. Yeah, you like that, eh? Yeah. It's all about how we, we drill down into the, the narrative and what it offers. So that's cool. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, put me in for a couple uh, of pre-orders cool. on that one, buddy. Yep. Fantastic. I, I did the same for you for Dice Fire, so thank you so much. Much appreciated. The money hasn't come through yet, though. That's That's strange. Yeah. Weird how that works. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be there eventually. That's because I'm sure. That's because uh, your sister rerouted it for the artwork she's about to complete. That's why <laughs> she jumped uh, in there and gotcha. took it. Uh, right. Okay. Anyway, that's that's really cool. Um, that's a great idea. So yeah, BBN presents Thunderball. BBN Games is, is that the title you're running with? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was BBN just going to ask what's it. Yep. BBN okay. Games Thunderball. BBN Thunderball. Games cool. Thunderball. Okay. Awesome. Any last uh, last last words before we sign off here, guys, and then uh, look forward to Jeff's episode in a couple of weeks' time? I said my piece. I was going to say, was there anything about Tom Jones? Yeah, you got yeah. Oh, good one. Answer. Yes. Anybody Is die in a recording? Like pass the out in a recording you can just booth? Remove or like or like I don't know something to do with the the song or like there's like a Dan Warwick thing which will like 
fluster like specter i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah i think i'll put a, i think i'll put a few joke cards in there mm. one, one of them will be like uh bubbles like specter tom jones concert no no action this round or something like that <laughs> or <laughs> go to the tom jones concert <laughs> yeah yeah minus yeah. Tom minus jones six concert. hours uh henchmen get get uh rerouted <laughs> yeah. that's right road blocked <laughs> Tom Jones fans, yeah, block on road at NASA. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice one. All the henchmen get like drawn to like a part of the beach when there's like chicks. Cool. We'll leave it in your capable hands. Um, I think that's cool though, man. It's a it's a nice idea, and it uh, it's yeah. good to have our second game idea out there now for listeners and for ourselves to mull over. I'm looking forward to the third part of this, uh, which we'll get to very shortly. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let us know what you think of uh, this idea uh, positioned by Josh, propositioned by Josh today, or indeed mine earlier, uh, or indeed your own, for uh, your own idea of a Bond board game. Join the fun. Play this what if with us. And uh, you can reach us on uh, bbn underscore pod on Instagram, or you can get us at bondbynumbers3 at gmail.com. Fire us an email. Uh, We always love hearing from you. So, Josh, well done, buddy. We'll see you on the other side.